0: at the cross i want to be so thankful my mom and i were talking i said i'm so thankful to god i'm thankful yes for all the blessings in this life but it goes way beyond that it goes way beyond the material so i want us to think now what happened this is instilling a heart of gratitude which will be when we praise the lord but what happened at the cross? When you accepted Jesus, and Gene and I have been through this, and has taught a lot too, and we realize people don't, we still will never understand the gravity of what happened at the cross. But what do we know? What happened when you accepted Jesus? When you said, I'm a sinner, I believe you died on the cross for my sins, come into my life, and what happened?
1: Grace.
0: Grace, give me some, what happened? Forgiveness some what, what, sins. <clears throat> forgiveness, okay. So here's two people, right? This is the same person. So we have, this is forgiveness, okay. <coughs> we're forgiven. Okay. The old, Excellent. The old has died. Good, so, so we're new, right? We're a new so what? What's so you can say? I can say to my child who sinned against me, "You're forgiven." Okay, they feel good; their sins are forgiven. So that means what? I'm no longer guilty, guilty but my child's still my child. I've still left them in that same nature, right? I, there's been no. They're still enemies of God, under wrath. Right? Dead. Spiritually dead. Reborn. Right, so we're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Right? For me. Buried it... with Christ back to life. Does that make you thankful that you're not the same person you are? Certainly. You're new. Okay, so yes, we're forgiven. I Our sins can... aren't counted against us, but we've been made new. So I'm a new person why what's new about me I,
2: oh go ahead. I, I was
1: thinking um, I probably knew it subconsciously, but when and I don't know the exact day I was born again, but through studying the Bible it was a sense of that I have a new dad, I have a new sense of belonging, I have an eternal hope, and um, that was. A big deal for me because I was just longing to feel safe, um, and we're going to talk about that today, probably. But right. yeah, so <laughs> just a new, and, a new and hope. not really new... understand when you're born again. I mean, and right. you grow up in, in a non-Christian house. I mean, it's just you're scared all the time. So there was a sense of oh, you know, momentary. Yeah, you know, whenever, just a new family, and the fact that it's eternal family. And this life is just temporary. Right.
0: Something to go for. Right. So, so you have a new perspective. Yes. You're not living for the here and now. Yeah. You're living for eternity, because that's yeah. our true home. <laughs> I'm still so working a...
1: on the, that he's a kind dad. Right. You know, because I, I think of him as like, oh, you know, like, oh no, I just had a simple ball. Right. You know, whatever. Okay. We also gained a connection to God. Like when, uh. Well, physically, it says the, the veil was torn um, in the temple. Access. So we got a, 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 our own personal There you go, yeah, access.
0: All right, there's no barrier between us and God, right? So when He makes us a new creation, the gravity of that is we have a new heart, right? I'm not under bondage to sin any longer. Sin no longer has power over me. Is should not we be thankful for that? That sin no longer has power. I have to allow it to happen, but I'm a new creation. Sin no longer has power over me. And what you guys are saying, He sends His the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is now in us. Mm -hmm. The very God who created all is in control of everything. He sends His Spirit to live in us. He makes us a new creation, no longer slaves to sin, no longer dead in our sin. We're now made alive in Christ. We're given His Spirit to live within us, to live the life of Christ through us. That creates this access, this connection. Why? So this is another thing. What else happened at the cross?
1: He became righteous.
0: Right. We've been given His righteousness. So it's one thing to say, oh, you're forgiven, but yet I'm still a dead sinner, enemy of God. No holiness at all. We've been given his righteousness. Is that right? Righteousness. Right, so how, how grateful should we be for that? We need to view ourselves. It doesn't matter what we've done, where we've been. This is what God says. You're righteous. I don't care how many sins you've committed. You're righteous. Right? You have the power over sin now, but He's declared us righteous. We're born again. We're not the same. We have a new spirit, a new heart that longs. We're the slave of righteousness now, not the slave of sin. There's something in us that wants to do its right, and He gives us a spirit to live within us. What else? Is there anything else? So you've been forgiven. Your eternal destiny is in heaven, no longer going to hell. That's the basics. Our new creation, we have access to Him because there's righteousness. You receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, absolutely. The Holy Spirit is a gift guaranteeing us of the future to come.
2: Paul says, it's no longer I who lives but Christ who lives through me. And it's a, <coughs> it's a constant battle between the old self and the new self. And right. The new creation is supposed to let go of the old self and basically be obedient to the Holy
0: Spirit's calling rather than the old self so long which keeps getting in the way. Right, so I'm gonna to get to that. So why do I still struggle with sin? All this has happened. But anyways, what else is there Anything else when you think of I'm gonna be thankful for God, not because of my health or my wealth or my family. Those are amazing blessings. But now as Carmel said we're thinking spiritually, eternally what did God do for me at the cross? This is just something, Mom, We
1: also have a power in us.
0: Right. Yes. We talked about there, there is this Holy Spirit is the power of God in us to bear the fruits in us, to live a life of peace, of love, of joy, even though everything around us in the world is crumbling. So there is an immense power in us to live righteously, Okay. anything else
1: Well, I, I definitely want to, I'd love to go further on why do we struggle with sin because um, just it's hard for me and I, I mean when you think of King David and his struggles but it is hard um, daily I struggle with my thinking mm-hmm. and, and then I mean it does of course it pays off um, but it's just hard it's hard to live in this world. And I right. don't know, if, I mean, I remember being in Gina's Bible study, and it sounds like everybody's, I guess that's why people do daily bread. But I feel like I have to work harder than everyone. <laughs> okay,
2: well, we'll get to that. Is there anything else?
0: What We're going to get to that. Well, I, I'll get into our lesson in a minute. Um, you guys are interested in off this topic. Of
2: the power within us, we are able to see God accomplish a whole lot more um, and stuff which we can never do ourselves Right. Yes, through being obedient
0: through. Exactly. And that's part of the lesson for today. So think of the... I want you guys to think, when you think of the cross, it's not just all oh, my sins are forgiven I'm not going to hell, I'm going to heaven. He has done amazing things that are in the spiritual realm. Again, we've talked about him. There's other things. So... I'm going to leave it at that because we've got to get on to our lesson. Gina's, oh, you're saying the prayer. I thought you were right. <laughs> no, I wasn't saying. That. Um, okay, so I'll end by this. So s- things to be thankful for is really dwell on what happened to you at the cross. You're forgiven. You're no longer guilty. You have to, you no longer, you didn't talk about it. There's no penalty. Right? What's the penalty of sin? Death. 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 That's been removed. I don't have to pay the penalty for my sin. And I'm not that sinner anymore. I'm now righteous. And that righteousness, I have access to God at any moment in time. He's given me the Holy Spirit to live a life that pleases Him. He's given me a guarantee of the future, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but so, okay. So the question is, then, why, if all this has happened, why do I still struggle with sin? We the two points here, quickly. Right, so I drew two people up here. We still
1: live in the flesh.
0: We still have the flesh. And when you become a Christian, depending on what age you become, you still have your same mind even though now we have the mind of Christ, but the flesh, the body, is still there. So we're still captivated in this flesh and this mind. Another thing to be thankful for (coughs) is what happens in the future for us. Right now, there's a barrier between my praising and worshiping and living for God. It's my flesh, this mind. Carmel, Carmel struggles with the mind, we all do. I'm still in this, unfortunately. But what does God promise us? What's coming for all of us? Cool. Okay. Yeah. Right, a new, a new body, a new mind. Eternally, that's the last thing that's going to be taken care of for us. When he gives us a new body, now there's no barriers between us and him. None. Free worship, uninhibited, no sin, nothing. So that's what we're looking forward to when this carnal body is replaced with the spiritual one. So a lot to be thankful for. But yeah, we're still going to struggle. Now, do we have to? Do we have to give in to sin? No, we choose to. When I sin, I'm this person now. When I sin, I choose to act like that person, but I'm not that person. It's not me. When you choose to sin, you're acting in the old way. You're putting on the old clothes. But it doesn't change who we are. All right? Lots of things to be thankful for. I just wanted to go back to those basics of, of the cross. Now, Carmel. Mm-hmm. One of the most freeing, liberating things as a Christian is to know you can't live the Christian life. I can't do it. We're going to struggle. We're going to strain. In our flesh, we cannot do it. But it's the Spirit within us that lives the life of Christ. It's so freeing. All the struggling to be perfect, to do everything right goes away when you step back and say, Holy Spirit, you live the life of Christ through me. I can't do it. I might be successful here and there, but in the end it's the Holy Spirit who lives the life of Christ through us. So all of our struggling and straining to be perfect and do everything right must cease. And we must allow the Holy Spirit to live through us the life of Christ. How do we not gratify the desires of the flesh? Romans 8, Galatians five twenty, even before that. How do I not gratify the desires of the flesh? The, flesh.
1: In the Spirit.
0: Right. How do I walk in the Spirit? Set your mind. Set your mind on the things of the Spirit. It's the Spirit of God who lives the life of Christ through us. Another thing to be thankful for. Okay. <coughs> So the Holy Spirit does the work through us. Do I need to get more of the Holy Spirit? <clears throat> have you been given all of the Holy Spirit at the time of your salvation?
2: We've been given
1: access to it. Do we let the Holy Spirit completely work? Have we given all of ourselves to the Holy Spirit is the question.
0: That's right. How much, not how much more of him can we get, it's how much does he have of us. See the difference we don't need any more of the holy spirit he's given us all the holy spirit we need but as mark said it's how much are we giving to him how much are we submitting and surrendering we always go back to that submit surrender and obey all right so that's a <clears throat> brief going back to the fundamentals of how to live a christian life uh, what does it mean to be a christian there's a lot in there but If you seek God with a submitted heart, you're going to do the right thing. I just think it's it's ironic that
2: even with the new mind new body, God still gives us total free will. And we can choose what to think. We can choose whether to obey. And just even with us getting past the point of the cross, it's still our choice and our control as to what we choose to do. So a lot of these people would say, oh, God just made someone to worship him. No, he made someone to give him the right to worship. Mm-hmm. And it's just thinking through it, all all the evil and all the environment we put ourselves in, we have a choice to make it easier on us or harder on us. But Ultimately, it's God's giving us the access.
0: Right. That's love, right? He didn't make us robots that have to worship him, have to love him it 's a choice if that 's true love, true love gives a right a free choice where that meshes again with his sovereignty we 'll never quite understand that um, all right so we 're talking about trusting god we 're asking how can I increase my trust in him? how can I increase my faith we 've gone through the demands the difficulties we 're looking at abraham 's life now we 're on these delays. Why the delays we talked about last time why? Why does God delay? Why doesn't he just give me what I want or what he wants me to have now? I'm tired of waiting. It's been too long. I'm getting frustrated, confused. Is God really there? Does he really care? Look what's going on around me. Everything's crumbling. I see no success. Failure after failure. God, where are you? I'm trusting you. Why is he delaying? Why doesn't he come to me? My child's not coming to the Lord. I have a sister who's a little bit walking down the wrong path, and I'm praying for years and years and years. Nothing apparently is happening.
1: Because only he knows the perfect time when it should
0: happen. He's arranging for the perfect time, absolutely. What's he doing to us during the delays? Why do I need to delay? Or why is he putting me through this delay? We've all been through delays, right? The whole scriptures, we read through the scriptures. He's talking about wait, wait. We look at the lives of his his servants. They've had to wait, wait, wait. Sometimes they don't even get what's promised them. They have to wait for eternity to receive it. But why the waiting? What's happening?
1: Teaching, Teaching you patience.
0: Right, so we talked about he's going to purify us in the waiting. Look what he did to Abraham. Removed idols in his life. We talked about that. Remove trust in yourself. Oh, I can do this. He's given me the the talent, the ability. I can go out and do it. No, he's saying you need to do it in my spirit. And what else? He's showing us his provision. We talked about that. How did he provide for Abraham? You can read through it over and over. We went into specific scriptures in Isaiah 40. What does he do for us? Those who wait upon the Lord will renew his strength. These are God's assurances to us. These are his promises. The question is, do you believe him? Right? You're getting the knowledge, but some people choose not to believe it. And they run ahead of God and do their own thing and their own strength. So we've got to trust him. These are his promises to us in the delays. What else? He's, so we're going to have his strength, supernatural strength and energy. You remember what else he said in, in Isaiah 64? God acts on behalf of those who wait upon him. This is his promise. He's going to be moving in your situation. He's moving in my sister's situation. I mean, I have stories. Dr. to Doug and Renee, but I have stories that when I didn't wait and when I waited... And how the Lord worked. Mom and dad remember my misery at Irvine. I wanted to run after I played basketball there. wanted to get out after the second year. An overwhelming impression as I sought God is, no, you wait, you wait. So what happened the third year? Miserable. Worse. What are you doing, God? This is ridiculous. I'll quit. I don't need this. I'll go wherever. Well, during the third year I run into the coach at a much better basketball program, LSU, Louisiana State. And through that meeting and interactions, I ended up going to Louisiana State and playing there. You know, top 10 team, played with Shaquille O'Neal, met my wife, all of that is because I waited. And my whole flesh wanted me to run. God, this isn't fair. They're not treating me right. How could you let this happen to me?
1: Jacob
2: had to wait seven years to marry his wife, and then oh snap, he got
0: rich, (laughs) 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 and then had to work seven more years. Right. Huh? That's right. Do that to Cameron. So it was all because of waiting, and and again, I, this isn't a story about me. I'm just this is to glorify God and to show His principles. We see them all in the scriptures. I didn't want to marry Gina. I met her.
1: Did she want to marry you though? Either? I don't know. <laughs> it probably went went up and
0: down, um, but because I had learned from the principle that just happened to me, how God blessed me through that waiting time, and I felt the same impression, you must wait. And there were many, many obstacles to me marrying her. And the biggest obstacle was my own heart. So you know what? I'm glad God delayed so he could purify my own heart, remove huge barriers between me and him, that relationship, and then in my service to him. But it was during the waiting period that he did this to me, for me. Seven Be- years, way. It was seven <laughs> years. It was seven years, wow. by the way. Wow. Almost to the wow. date. I have it in my Bible, my old Bible. But anyways, so for seven years, he pruned and purified me, he prepped her, prepped my family. But it was because I waited. I didn't run ahead. There were so many times when I, this was it. This was the day I'm out of here. I am out of here, God. No more of this. It's something in his we see it in, in, in um Abraham's life. God comes in just at the right moment. And says, No. No. You wait. And I waited, and he blessed me. And the blessings go on and on because I waited. So it's in this waiting time. Yes, he's purifying us. He's providing for us. He'll do things in the waiting period. He's not trying to break you, your spirit, how can I say this? He doesn't want to diminish you, but he wants to break everything in you that is not right. And we have to allow him in the waiting period. So the waiting period, he delays for our good. I'm telling you, these delays are for our good. Um, In the end, uh, what we read in... Uh, Psalm 40 he's going to deliver us he's going to protect us we saw that in Abraham's life and Sarah's life how he delivered and protected them over and over despite their mistakes and their failings Um, it's in this waiting period um, and he's going to what? he's going to show God he's going to show himself through you to the world he will exalt you not you personally but he lets the world know that God is in control and God is sovereign and God is good and God's purposes will prevail. So we know that. Purifying, providing. And the third thing we, is we're is we going to say is God will reveal himself to you during <clears throat> the waiting. During the waiting, God's going to show up and show you who he is. Yes, yeah, go ahead.
2: You just said something about he wants doesn't want to break us, but he wants to break everything in us. Right? Not right. Was it you
1: <laughs> that told me you read a book?
0: Keep going. Yeah, I read
1: about <laughs> like during that waiting time called Wild
0: Wild Hearts.
1: Um. No.
0: Um, I read a book, I know where that. Did I hear that? <laughs> this well, one, but this one kept, it wouldn't I, let me I, escape. Everything I read was wait, wait, know, wait. Like,
1: <laughs>
0: no, no.
2: So, I feel like recently I just heard that uh, somebody that I was talking to, I can find talk, out who that was. Right. Cause I'm trying to remember because we talked think, about it. I think the name of the book was called Wild Hearts, and it was cons-
1: There is the book named Wild Heart. And was fr- that
2: you that said that?
1: Oh no, I just know that mm-hmm. book. It's, it's actually created for men. There's one mm-hmm. for women, it's created for okay. men, and it was back in the, over 15 okay. years ago. It was very popular. Okay. Well, somebody
2: I was just uh-huh. talking to recently said that. <clears throat> and if you think of that, I need to look that
1: up.
0: Right. There, I mean, Scripture is full of it, and it is yeah. out there waiting on God, right. and it's so against our nature. But
2: it's true. Our hearts are wild, and like, right. just like a wild horse, we need to be.
0: Right. We need, to be, we need to be broken of that spirit right. to let his spirit live through us. Much so we need to start embracing the times of delay, the times of waiting, and seeing what God is doing for us. Um, but don't forget, and as you read the scriptures, as you look at this, and I showed this, what God's done for us, but what does that tell you about God? When you see what God's done for you, Remember, I mean, holy cow, God doesn't have he isn't he doesn't have to do anything for us. But yet he chose us to reveal himself and give us the faith. Faith is a gift, right? We're talking about increasing our faith. Faith is a gift. Without the Holy Spirit, there's no faith. You can't muster it up on your own. I'm sorry. This is coming straight from God. Faith How grateful am I that he gave me the faith to believe. Talk about put me on my face to worship and praise. That he gave me the faith to believe in him. Without faith, we can't please him, but that faith comes from him. That faith is a gift from God. So right, this is going to reveal, when you know what God did at the cross, it's going to reveal his character to you. How loving, how kind, how patient that he is to us. So what did he reveal to So This is the third part. He's revealing himself to us during the waiting time. Remember, God's after our heart to develop an intimate relationship. He's not after us so we can do this service for him and this work for him. No, he's after us. He's after our heart. He wants to show us who he is so we can know him better. And if I know him better, I'll trust him more, right? If you know your father really well, keeps proving himself over and over. You're going to trust him. Remember, Mia jumping off the steps to me. He wants to go number five, number six, number seven. I'm like, wow, she really trusts me. I've proven myself faithful to her. He's going to reveal himself. How did he reveal himself to Abraham? How did God show himself? Think, you're Abraham. What did he show Abraham about who he was? Faithful. How did he show him that? He didn't get the land really, did he? But what did he get?
1: Well he got Isaac.
0: Right. So he's showing himself faithful. And at the end of the story when he's trying to take care of it's amazing seeing how his faith when he's trying to take care of Isaac, he says, You know, you need to go. Tells a servant to go and get a wife for Isaac. Why? He didn't want a wife from those lands. He wanted a wife from his, his clan, from God's clan. But he didn't let Isaac go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why didn't he let Isaac go <clears throat> get a wife?
2: He wanted God to pick the wife.
0: He wanted God to pick the wife, absolutely.
2: He didn't want Isaac getting involved back home and not coming back to it.
0: Right, because he believed the promise. The land was His. He didn't want Isaac going back to that land. No, Isaac, you're staying here. You stay right here, right here. You're not moving. I'm sending my servant. He's gonna find somebody and bring him back. So he believed in the faithfulness because he proved himself over and over again. He screws up, sends Sarah to Pharaoh, sends Pharaoh to King Abimelech, and God intervenes. He says, "No, uh-uh. I'm preserving my promise." He's faithful. What else? God's going to show himself to you during the waiting. He shows himself to Abraham. When you read these scriptures, again, when you're reading the scriptures, you're at God, show me who you are. God acts the same today as he did back in Abraham's life. The way he's going to treat people is going to be the same. He doesn't change. Oh, this is Abraham. I'm going to change. No. No. He treats people the same. So he's going to show you faithfulness.
1: Patience. Abraham kept. up And he kept. Right. Patient. <laughs> right.
0: So God is so merciful, patient, patient and merciful to us, right? <clears throat> That's one of the things I'm so thankful to God for. How many times has he told me something? I don't believe it. I go off my own way. And he gently, you know. Gently, nope, corrects me, corrects me, corrects me. He's so patient with us. He's merciful in our mistakes. Faithful, merciful, patient. It's all coming from the story, but we know it in our own life. What else?
1: You had us read um, David, so I don't know if it's too much of a question, but that's who I was thinking about, is that God anointed him to be king, and then... Um, Saul starts, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to kill him. He's running after him. He's jealous of him. Um, David's having to pretend like he's a lunatic in the Philistine territory so they don't kill him, and blah, 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 blah. And then David, in these verses that you gave us, trusted God. And that, to me, is mind-blowing. Because the circumstance, like did God give him that peace because it it didn't look very good for right.
0: right and that's we're probably not going to get to that but that's the next step what to do in the waiting but yeah why was why was um, David able to trust him when he was it sounds like in Psalm 62 like he's almost fearing for his life they assault me they slander me they're lying to me you know, they're really trying to take him down I don't know if he's king at that time or it's Saul doing this to him not letting him get the kingdom I have no idea but um yeah, he's under great duress. Mm-hmm. And he, what does he do? Right. Well that's the next part of this, but
1: We're not very
0: impatient. <laughs> that's right. Can you give us a teaser? <laughs> <laughs> it's right there in the scriptures. You just meditate on it and you'll see my soul wait. I know, and that's why we're so blessed. Another reason he gives us his word. He says, My soul waits silently. God just
1: gave him the Holy Spirit, and he's one of those anointed ones, right? Right. So maybe we have what David had.
0: Oh, absolutely. We have more than him. We have the word.
1: I'm comparing myself way too much to him. Well, no. I mean, he didn't, you
0: know. Well, we're in the same situation. (laughs) My soul waits silently for God alone. My expectation is from Him. He only is my rock, my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. This is what we do when in the waiting. In the waiting, what do we do? Because in the waiting, we want to move and go off in our own direction. We want to let somebody move us from our secure position. But we'll get into that next time, Carmel. Trust in Him at all times. <laughs> pour pour out your heart before him. It goes back to seeking and trusting and obeying. That's what we do in the waiting, but um, James.
2: Um, Just going back to revealing himself, he's Mm -hmm. a good gift giver. So many times if we're waiting on him, what he ends up giving us is much better than what we wanted in the first place.
0: Absolutely. God will always outdo what you think. Always. So, you know, Carmel said you're trying to maybe think through this you can see in Abraham's life that he's good mm-hmm. that God is good it's true. and he's going to give you like you read the end of, this, of Abraham mm-hmm. of this story and what God has blessed him with here and now but then what he did to his faith it's true. he's saying um, so he got exalted in the end the Hittites replied to Abraham sir listen to us you are a mighty prince among us what did I say, God will exalt you when you wait for him that 's what the Hittites are saying. Um, it says this, and this is what I was talking to you about why he didn 't go. Abraham says, "Make sure that you do not take my son back there. Abraham said, The Lord the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father 's household and made my native land and my native land, and who spoke to me and promised me an oath saying to your offspring, I will give this land. He will send an angel before you." so that you can get a wife for my son from there. It's faith, right? He increased his faith. He's really trusting him. Um, I praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me on the right road to get the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will show kindness and faithfulness to my master, tell me. And he goes on to say... um, by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. He's talking about Abraham. Um, It's just full of his God, the people outside are saying, wow, how kind has God been to you because he's blessed you with all these things. Um, But he increased his faith. He blessed him with an increase in faith. He's good to us. He's going to be good to us. What else? He doesn't
1: give up on us. Because I think about how many times the Lord went directly to Abraham and then I love the story about the three visitors. Sometimes he has to speak through other people right. to get our attention, so he just doesn't
0: give up. Right, and that's what I want to – I'll say that's exactly what I was thinking too. He just you – know, that's his patience, his mercy. But Abraham, I mean, it was just incredible. And I've read this part to you before, but he says um, – just think of this now. God and you, God and you, okay – so God is saying to Abraham. I read this is chapter 15. After this the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Don't be afraid. He's going to tell you that in the waiting. Don't be afraid. I'm your shield. I'm going to protect you. Didn't he protect Abraham? His protection is there. Your very great reward. I'm going to be what you need. But Abraham said, "Oh sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless?" And the one who inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abraham said, "You have given me no children, so a servant will be, uh, servant. My household will be the, be my heir." Okay. So God's questioning him, or Abraham's questioning God, after God has just said this. You know, God could say, "Just come on, wake up." You know. Then the word of the Lord came to him: "This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your body will be your heir." This is so personal and so intimate to me," he says. He took him outside and said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars. He could have been so harsh with him. Abraham, I've proved myself to you over and over and over. But what does he do? He takes him outside, says, Look up at the heavens and count the stars. If indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord and was credited to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land and take possession of it. What does Abraham say? But, but Abraham said, oh sovereign Lord, he knows you sovereign. How can I know that I will gain possession of it? He keeps going back saying, but, 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 and God gently then confirms his covenant with him. To me, that is a picture of God's mercy and grace and just not giving up on Abraham, being gentle, bringing him along, bringing it just like we have to do with our children. You know, we, we just have to be patient and bring them along. They're not going to have the same faith or the faith that they'll have in a year or two down the road. So I had all these down here. Uh, how about sovereignty? Did God show us sovereignty? That I'm in control. You tried to disobey me, but I was even in control of that. Right? By giving Sarah up a couple times. Um, his protection we saw him, his protection uh, when he went off to fight and then he's in a foreign land and he's causing these people to befriend him that should really be his enemies but people are befriended so God is sovereign even over people that are in your path or in the way that you think are in the way God can change their hearts and their minds and use them to pull them back um, to, to lo- allow his purpose to be done in your life as you wait I put faithfulness, kindness, patience, and then love, right? Love. God loved Abraham. He loves us. And his love is demonstrated by all these things that he did. Um, Okay, so next time, Carmen, (laughs) I mean, Carmel, what? (laughs) What what we have is Psalm 62. If you read the first, actually, 1 through 8, Psalm 62. And then I have other verses that I can put up to that go along with this. But the question I'm going to ask you guys, so God's going to provide for us. Remember that. Believe in God's provision, His assurance, His word. Do you trust Him, okay? But the next step is... What does God want you to do during the waiting period? Or, how should I live during the waiting period? What should I do? Okay, so we're going to find out, in this waiting period, am I supposed to do what? Sit around, do nothing? Watch the ball game? Eat turkey? Do nothing? Pray? absolutely. So we're going to ask the question, um, But, remember, as long as you're living in obedience to Him, you're on the right path. Okay? Alright, I'll close this in prayer, but it's going to be Psalm 62, 1 through 8 next time. There'll be a couple other verses to support it. And then we'll talk about if we respond correctly, it will result in His purposes being fulfilled. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that You don't give up on us, that You are so patient so merciful God I pray that you would move our hearts and put them in line with yours change our thinking to think like you think turn our eyes away from anything worthless that is not of you or in your will turn our hearts away from any selfish gain Father give us your heart that can love like you love so we can accomplish your work and reach your people, our family, our children for you and Lord there's nothing in us that deserves us or requires that you do it for us but we ask that you would do it for your great name your holy, perfect, loving, sovereign name it's in that name Jesus we pray Amen have a good week, guys. will answer.